But a couple of Sundays ago, I started a new series online called Redo, okay? And what I'm trying to do is help us get started and get going into a new year. And the first Sunday, that Sunday right after Christmas, we talked about all those labels that we carry around in life, all those titles that seem to be connected to our names that maybe are true, uh, maybe aren't true. And we talked about, you know, no matter what we've done or, or what's happened or no matter what other people have said about us, that God, God can give us a new name. He can give us a new title. He can give us a, a new purpose and, and a new future. And we can actually grow into that new label in 2022 and we can have a redo in that area. And then last Sunday on January 2nd, we talked about the power of forgiveness. And this was so, man, this was so key in order to have a redo in the new year, because a lot of the, a lot of the redos that we want or, or how we want to start over have to do with relationships and, and a lot of relationships that might have been damaged over the years. There are so many of us that have relationships that could be so different, right? When it comes to our, our spouse or, or our children or a coworker or father, mother, or, or whoever, and a lot of times what needs to happen first is we got to understand that forgiveness is essential, right? So we talked about why forgiveness is so important. And then, and then I gave you two important things to do to help you forgive those in your life so that you can have a redo in those relationships. So that's just a little catch up. If you missed either one of those, I know we've been kind of disconnected and I want to thank you for worshiping with us online and staying connected. But if you missed either one of those, you can catch up on those on the Ridge app and online. And that brings us to today, okay? And as we keep moving into the new year, as we keep moving into 2022, I want us to take a minute and look at the past, okay? And I want to talk about how the past affects our future, and where we're going next. And speaking of the past, Shannon said something the other day. We were, we, were, we were standing around family and just talking during Christmas, and Shannon said that she read somewhere that the distance between 1940 and 1980 is the same distance between 1980 and 2020. Does that not just blow your mind? Yes. Because if you grew up in the 80s like I did, the 40s was old, right? Like a whole other dimension, right? Just another world, right? I guess it's crazy because um, I guess the kids that grow up in the 20s are going to think that way about the 80s, and that is not old, y'all. That is not that old. But think about that for a minute. For those of us that grew up in the 80s, man, that's crazy. And you know what's even more amazing? Here's where I'm going with this, is that even though something is 40 or 30 years ago, decades ago, it's interesting how I can hear a song from the 80s or 90s and immediately be transported back into time. How many, does that happen to y'all? You hear, oh man. So since we're talking about the past, what I wanted to do is I just wanted to have a fun, have a little bit of fun with the songs. And I want to play a few 80s and 90s songs and see if it takes you back like it does me. So here's song number one. Know that one? Who, who sings it? Huey Lewis. All right, every time I hear that song, man, I'm taking back to Back to the Future. Do y'all love Back to the Future? Anybody else? Yeah, okay, only me. That's okay. All right, I'm good with that. Um, all right, here's another song. Check this one out. 
Y'all remember that one, right? Of course. Yep. Okay, so when I hear this song, I always think about my dad. I was a kid, and he came into the house after working long, and he goes, Jimmy, he said, I think I have it. And he gets up, and I didn't know what he was talking about, but he does this, and he goes, he says, what do you think? And I was like, Dad, that's not how you do it. This is how you do it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, next song. How many of y'all remember this one? Yeah? Who sings this one? Cheryl Crow. We're going to play a little trivia while we're doing it. Um, when I hear this song, I always think about, this was my freshman year of college. I was commuting back and forth to Georgia Southwestern while I was still dating Shannon before we both went up to the University of Georgia. So I remember just riding in the car. Man, they played this song nonstop on the radio. Takes me back to that drive every time. One more song. Has anybody ever heard this song? Oh, good. Okay, so some of you have heard this song. Okay, that song came out in the 60s, so I'm not transported back to that time. But two things. When I hear, I, I, I'd never hear that song, but um, I heard it all the time when I was a kid with every older person in the church because they used to sing it to me every Sunday when I was little. Every Sunday I used to hear that. And then later on, um, actually found this on a CD and bought it. And somebody went to my car, my other memory of this, is that somebody took that CD out of my car and for my senior year of prom, they gave it to the DJ. And they played it and everybody danced to it. So that was kind of cool. So it's amazing how these things just take us back in time. How easy, here, here's, here's the point. How easy the past can come into the present. And everything that I've just shared are all good memories, right? But if I'm being honest, there are songs that when I hear them bring back not so good memories, and I'm not going to share those with you because I don't want to just be a downer. But what I'm getting at is my point is that it's so easy sometimes to get swept up in the past. And it's not just with music, it's with everything. You know, I mean, you may see a TV show that whisks you back to an earlier life, or every time I see a Galaga game, I'm taken back to playing it at the Tasty Freeze. Do you all remember the Tasty Freeze? And I'm sure this happens to you. You hear a song, you see something unique, you look at an old photo album, and you're immediately swept up. And maybe they're good memories, right? But for others, sometimes the memories that we get swept up in, sometimes those memories that are conjured up aren't so good. It's easy sometimes to get lost in these bad memories. And maybe it's easy for you to get swept up into something that wasn't so great. Maybe it's a time in your life when you caused a lot of pain, caused a lot of hurt, and remembering or, or going back to the 80s or 90s or the 2000s, or, 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 even more important, just last year, just 2021, there are some moments that probably weren't great. Because we did some things, right? Or we said some things and we shouldn't have. And these memories can be so strong. And, and for many of us, sometimes it is difficult to get past our own past and have a redo because these memories and, and, and our guilt and everything that we're holding on to, they just have a grip on us and it's just so vivid and I can't let go. And it's like I've been saying over the past couple weeks, if you've been with me online, maybe when it comes to these past failures, we understand that God has forgiven us, but we have a hard time forgiving ourselves. We have a hard time letting go. 
we have a hard time moving forward. You know, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a Christ-centered home. And so the idea of a forgiving God, of God forgiving me, has always come very easy to me. I understand that God forgives me. I understand what Jesus did for me in dying on the cross and resurrecting and taking that sin away from me. I understand that I serve a good and loving God. That's not my problem. My problem isn't with God. My problem, if I'm being honest with you, is myself. And it's getting past the past. And it's me being able to let go and being able to move forward. So this message this morning, it's really geared towards those who struggle with this also. With letting go and being able to move forward. And I don't know what it might be for you. But I can promise you that there are people in here, there are people online this morning, and you just got this heaviness due to something that... We did, and maybe we did something at the time that seemed fun and right, and later, after we did it, we have just carrying all this baggage, and there's this weight, and there's this guilt, and it's just affecting us, and it's affecting our marriage, and it's affecting our job performance, and you just keep thinking, I wish I hadn't have done that, or, or for some of us, maybe it's a recurring sin. There's something that you just keep doing, and you don't want to do it, and each time you do it, you pray to God for forgiveness, and every time you pray, you're like, God, I'm never going to do that again, and sooner or later, a couple days go by, or a week goes by, and you just slip up, and you do it again, and you're back at it. And you're just thinking to yourself, I can't shake this thing. It just seems to have a control over me. And it feels like you're losing the battle. Or maybe some of us, we said something to somebody that we loved. And we said something bad, and we didn't mean to. And you may have felt it at the time, but now things are different. And you can't unsay it. And it's still hurting your relationship with that person. You're just thinking, I wish I hadn't said it. If I could just take that back. These bad decisions, man. Sometimes it's hard to get past the past and think that there is hope for a redo, that I do have a better future. I've met so many people who feel like King David did in Psalm 38.4. Y'all, y'all remember King David, right? He, he was this amazing guy. Scripture said he was a man after God's own heart. And yet he had a few moments of moral failure. Now granted, they were big ones. Adultery and murder. But the memories of it, it just overwhelmed him. And he writes this, he says, My guilt, man, that what I carry, and what I think about, it just overwhelms me. It's a burden that's just too heavy to bear. And this verse, man, a lot of you might feel this way today. In fact, this may be kind of a motto for some of you. And the real problem is, is that a lot of people, they, they feel like they want to do something better in 2022, but they can't let go of 2021 or what happened in the past to be able to move forward. And they think to themselves, man, I feel like God wants me to do this, or I feel like God wants me to do that, or I feel like I might want to lead a journey group, or, you know, this, that, or the other. But after what I've done, man, how in the world would I ever think that I'm qualified enough that God could use me? How could I think of ever moving forward and doing anything for him? And that's what we do. What happens is we allow that guilt to overwhelm us and we keep bringing that past into the present. And we keep allowing it to follow us into the future. So let me give you something as we're starting off. Here's what I hope you understand. I hope you understand that every person in the Bible that God used, every saint, has a history. 
Every great person that God ever used has passed. They had some reason that could have and probably should have disqualified them from what God wanted them to do. In fact, I'm not sure if you've seen this or not, but there's a social media post that makes the rounds every now and then with the title that God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And to illustrate this, they named the flaws of the most well-known Bible characters. Look at this, they said Jacob was a cheater, Peter had a temper, David had an affair, Noah got drunk, Jonah ran from God, Paul oversaw a murder, Gideon was insecure, Miriam was a gossip, Martha worried, Thomas doubted, Sarah was impatient, Elijah was moody, Moses stuttered, Zacchaeus was too short, Abraham was old, and Lazarus was dead. (laughs) I like that last one, isn't that cool? Each one disqualified. Each one had a past. And yet, God had such a great future for them. And these are the names that we still talk about today. God allowed them to have a redo. I like this quote from Oscar Wilde. He says this. He says, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. That includes you. That includes me. We have a future. By the power of God through Christ, I believe that God wants to help you overcome that past, whatever it may be, whatever you're holding on to so that it doesn't haunt you anymore. I believe that he wants to give you a chance to have a redo. I believe that there's a better future for you in 2022. Because the truth is, it's no longer 1983. It's no longer 1976. It's no longer 2009. It's no longer even 2021. It's time to get past the past and to move forward. But how do we do that? How do we do that? Let me give you a couple things that you need to know, okay? If you got your message notes on the app, go ahead and open those up. We're gonna fill in some blanks. Everybody online, that goes for you. You'll find a Ridge at Home button down at the bottom of the app. You can fill in these blanks with us as well. Number one, I want you to know this. I want you to know that your past can be forgiven, okay? Whatever's happened. I've been following Jesus all my life. And one of the things that I so often see is that people are so consumed with their guilt. And guilt, guilt is not from God. God doesn't want us to feel guilty. Our spiritual enemy would love for us just to have one foot caught in guilt because it's like quicksand. It does two things to us. One, when we're caught in quicksand, it keeps us from moving forward. It just holds us in place. And not only that, but it keeps us down and it keeps pulling us down, and it holds us back. You know what else guilt does? Not only does it hold us back, but it also hurts the image that we have of ourselves. It's amazing to think, like I was alluding to earlier, that we can actually hate ourselves for the things that we've done. But that's what happens when we just sit there and we wallow in it. And we just continue to think about it. We just continue to drudge up the past and bring it into the present. And we just beat ourselves up. And if we're struggling with past guilt, let let me give you this verse in 1 John 1, 9. It says this, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And he cleanses us from all wickedness. Now, I want you to focus on that cleanse us. He, He promises to cleanse, he promises to wipe us clean. This has got to be one of the most powerful pieces of scripture to me, just to think that our God has the ability just to remove it completely from our life. 
So since we're taking a trip down memory lane, I thought I'd bring something with me this morning. I thought I'd bring one of these right here. Yeah, how many of y'all know what this is? Okay, for those of y'all that might be too young, you don't know what this is. This is an Etch-A-Sketch. Or if you went to the University of Alabama, this is an iPad. <laughs> I'm teasing. Oh. I'm, te- I'm teasing. Did, that, did I just say that out loud? I am so... Y'all, I'm just... I'm getting them in before Monday, okay? I'm just... Trying to get them in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. Okay. <laughs> that was a good one, though. Um... But y'all remember these, right? You just sit there. How many of y'all, man, you took this on a car ride, long car ride, and this is what you played with along the way. Man, that was me. You know, you can draw anything as long as it's in a straight line. Don't even try to draw a circle, right? It ain't happening, right? But when you try to draw something and you mess up or whatever and you want to start over, what do you do? You just shake it, right? You just shake it. It's gone. God wipes away our sins. And so, let me just ask you this morning, what's written on your etch-a-sketch of life? Right? What, what is it? Is it like anger? Bitterness? Betrayal? Unfaithfulness? The Bible says that God is faithful, and He is just, and He will forgive us of our sins. He'll take it away. He will wipe it clean. In fact, there's another verse I want to show you real quick. It comes from Jeremiah 31, uh, 34. Um, God says this. He says, I will forgive and forget their sins. Now, this is so amazing to think that God actually, not only does he forgive us, not only does he wipe it clean and cleanse us from that sin that's in our life, but he actually forgets all about it. Now, theologically, this is very hard to understand. How does an omniscient, all-powerful God, how does he actually forget? Does God really forget? Can he really have a power? Does that really happen? You see, I think that what this verse is doing is it's just trying to prove God's faithfulness in eliminating that sin from our existence. That's the power of Christ's death and resurrection. So, so if we want to move past our past and have a redo, and I pray that you do, please, please understand, we got to realize that there is no sin that you've ever committed. There's nothing that you've ever done or said that's too big for the grace of God that his grace can't cover. And that leads me to the next point. Number one, I want you to know your past can be forgiven. Number two, I want you to know that your past doesn't define who you are either. Okay, and the reason to bring this up is because it's so easy to believe the lie that the things that we've done and the things that we have said, it shapes, it it, it forms our identity, is what I'm trying to say. The truth is, your past and what you've done and what you've said, what you've taken part in, sure, it, it, it shapes you in a lot of ways, right? But it doesn't have to make up your identity. Your identity comes from God, and God loves you unconditionally. So here's what Satan does, okay? Here's what the enemy does. Just like he wants us to be consumed with guilt and hold us back, Satan also tries to get us to personalize that sin. He tries to get us into the mindset where the things that we've done actually become what we think about ourselves. So here's, here's how that works. I'll, I'll give a couple of examples. Maybe, maybe we cheated one time in life or something. We'll personalize that. And we'll just begin to say to ourselves, well, then I'm a cheater. 
or maybe we took something one time, or we did something, and we're like, and then we personalize it, and we're just like, you know what? That just makes me a thief. I'm a thief. And those are just two examples. We do this with a lot of things in life. And the thing is, is that we believe these things about ourselves. And we allow it then to shape us. And we allow it to become kind of who our identity, who, what we believe about ourselves. And then not only that, but it, 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 it messes with our future and where we go next and what we think we can do next. So, so let, me just, let me just start here. Sin is an event. It's never a person, okay? And the reason I bring that up is because I want you to see yourself the way that God sees you. Remember, when you come to the ridge, we say we want you to experience the ridge, man. And what we're talking about is that we want you to experience God, God, Jesus Christ, alive in this place. Because when you experience God and the love that he has for you, that love, it changes who you are. And you begin to understand that your identity is a child of God. Someone that's loved by God. Someone that's accepted by God. To help us with this point, let me revisit a verse that we started off with in this series. 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says this, Paul. Paul writes, he says, anyone, which includes you, which includes me, Everybody in the room, anyone who belongs to Christ, who belongs to Jesus, has given their heart to Jesus, has become a new person. The old life is gone, and the new life has begun. So let me explain this verse real quick for two different types of people. For those people that already are in Jesus Christ, let me point out the exclamation point here at the end. I love that, because that's good news. For some of us that have accepted Christ and we're, we're a believer and we're following after him, we need to remind ourselves of this because sometimes that past wants to come up and we need to be reminded and say, no, 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 I have a new life in Christ. And that new life has an exclamation point on it because God has great things in store for my future. We need to remind ourselves of this. And then the, the other type of people are those that have never accepted Jesus. And maybe you're in here today or maybe you're online you're still kicking the tires of this whole Jesus thing and you're not sure really what you believe or what to believe about it. The bad news is that people that are outside of Jesus, they can be identified by their sin. Their sin is still with them. You see, outside of the cross, there, there, there isn't much to hope for. The Bible says actually that we're dead in our sins. Our sins are too much for us to bear. Our sins without Jesus Christ, hold us down. They keep us back. So if you're listening to this message today and you haven't been in a relationship with Jesus Christ, but you feel like he's calling you to him, if you put your faith in Jesus, you're a new person. The old, the past is in the past and it's gone and the future has begun. Your sins are completely removed. You are not defined anymore. And you're not identified by that sin anymore. You are a child of God. I've seen this play out so many times in people's lives when they come to Christ. Not too long ago, um, I had a pastor, a friend of mine, that admitted to a moral failure. And immediately when he did, I, I thought of, number one, his family and what that meant to him, to them. 
the pain and the difficulty that caused. But then number two, I thought about the church. Because the moral failure that he was speaking of happened decades ago. It was long in the past, and it was actually before he had given his heart to Christ. It was before he had even become a pastor. But after that failure, that's when he found Christ. And that's when he realized that he was forgiven. And even in that moment, his wife had forgiven him, his family had forgiven him. He realized that he was a new person. And he was determined not to let that moment and that failure and that sin define who he was for the rest of his life. And God is still continuing to use him today in amazing ways. You see, the Bible says that Jesus Christ sets us free. Right? The same spirit that brought Jesus Christ back from the grave is the same spirit that gives us the power to begin again. So just remember, your past doesn't define you. Your past can be forgiven. And the third thing you gotta know is that you can't change your past. You can't change it, but Christ can give you a better future. You can't change your past, but Christ can give you a better future. So I was reminded of something. something speaking of the past, coming to the past, um, coming up into the present. Uh, Facebook has this way of showing past videos and pictures that you posted, you know, four or five, ten years ago. They'll bring it up and they'll say, you know, this memory happened, whatever. And this memory popped up the other day, and I remember sharing this, I remember uh, sharing this with y'all, of me at the lake. And we were having a birthday party for Abby and her friends were all out on this little raft outside of the, just on the other side of the dock. And there's about 10 girls trying to get up on this little raft. And I thought it would be funny to act like I was going to jump on the raft and just bounce them all off, right? And so I got to the dock and, and I ran out and my plan was to stop right before I went and just kind of scare them. But instead, this is what happened. I just went... Straight in, and look, look at that face. Now, in case you need a slower motion, there you go, right in, and I turn around, and my face is just shocked. Okay, so, once we realized what had happened, Shannon had this on video. She could not believe that she got this on video. She was over the moon that she got this on video. So, we're laughing about it, and then, you know, I got out of the water, and she said, well, I'm going to go inside. I'll go inside. I'll get you a towel. So, she goes inside, and about five minutes go by. There's no towel, no Shannon. I don't know where she is or what she's doing. So, I decide to walk up to the house and find out what's going on, and as soon as I walk inside the door, Shannon is surrounded by her family, and she's like, let's watch it again. (laughs) But the big thing about that moment was my phone. And I don't know if y'all remember me talking about this, but, you know, that happened, and my phone went under the water, and that was like four years ago, and it was gone. It was gone. And I hate losing. Losing a phone is painful. It's like losing a finger, right? I'm, I'm just teasing. It's painful, though. And you think, you know, now I've just got to sit, and I've got to wait for days for replacement. But you know what? As much as I got out of the lake, and as much as I thought about it, there's nothing you can do. I mean, it is what it is. I can't change it. And if I can be a little blunt about some of the devastating things that have happened in our lives, I'm sorry, but you can't change it. You can't. I I wish you could, but none of us can go back in time. And it's, it's done. 
Maybe you wanted a perfect marriage. And you're in agony because that may not be the case anymore. And I ache with you. But sometimes we can't go back and change what happened in the past. Maybe you were young and you did something that you shouldn't have and you made a decision that would affect the rest of your life and you regret it. My heart breaks for you, but you can't change the past. Maybe you said something that you shouldn't have to your family or to a friend and now it's difficult. You can't change the past. But here's what we can do. What we can do is we can learn from our past. And we can build on our past. But we shouldn't dwell on our past. We can allow Christ to give us a new future. You see, dwelling on it and trying to move forward is kind of like a rear view mirror in a car. You know, when you're driving in a car, rear view mirrors are good to, to look back and to be able to see and learn what's behind you. But you can't keep staring in the rear view mirror. If that's all you do and that's all you stare at while you're driving and trying to move forward, you're going to get into a wreck. You see, I want you to know, that with the power of Christ, you can move forward. You might can't change the past, but Christ can give you a better future. So in closing, I, I just want you to remember that quote today. Every saint has a past, and every sinner, and that's all of us in here, everybody's sin, we all have a future through Christ. So do this. Next time Satan tries to remind you of the past, I want you to remind him of his future, okay? When he tries to get you to stare in that rear view mirror for too long and he tries to define you and get you to believe that you're nothing, you remind him of his future and that he's nothing. Christ has already defeated Satan, so don't let him defeat you. Because the one who lives in you is greater than the one that's in the world. In fact, one more verse, one more verse. The Apostle Paul said this in Philippians 3. He says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved all these things, everything that I've wanted to, or I've already received perfection. In other words, Paul's like, I'm not perfect. I'm not there yet. I've done some things. But he goes on, he says, but here's what I focus on. I focus on this one thing, and this is what Christ can do for us. He can help us focus, help us focus on the future. He says, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past. And looking forward to what lies ahead. Maybe this could be your verse in the new year. Maybe you need a redo in an area of your life in 2022. And while we can't always change the past, we can trust Christ for a better future. Let's pray together. God, I just pray for everyone this morning who's burdened with a past difficulty that just, that maybe needs to be confessed. God, I just pray that we would confess our past mistakes. And as we give them to you, God, I pray that we would feel the power of your forgiveness and your grace. And God, I just pray that you would give us the strength to put whatever it is behind us and to keep it in the past. God, I pray for healing within marriages. I pray for relationships between parents and children. I pray for healing within our own hearts. God, that you would restore and repair the brokenness. And God, that you would lead us into an even greater future. God, we can't always, we can't change the past, but God, we can trust you with our future. 
So Jesus, would you just guide us into a better 2022? And maybe, maybe for those that have never accepted Christ, maybe you're here this morning or maybe you're online this morning and you understand that the reason you're still trapped in the past is because you haven't been forgiven and you haven't asked for forgiveness. All that can change today. You can be forgiven. You can learn to understand that you're not defined by that mistake. And you can learn to trust God for a better future. So if that's you this morning, then just pray this with me. Say, Jesus, I don't understand it all. But as much as I know how, I put my trust in you. I ask you to forgive me and to come into my heart and to be my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I just want to thank you for the healing that's taking place right here and for the work that you're going to do through this congregation in this new year. God, we thank you for redos. <laughs> And we thank you that you can bring the change that's needed. We love you so much. It's in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen. Amen.